Well, 15 years ago, when the three of us started this game, the term mainstream media meant something because that's where people got their information. It becomes less and less important every year now. We, nobody really talks about the mainstream media anymore. What we talk about now is big tech censorship and algorithms that suppress conservative thought, and there may be a way around them, and you can be part of the experiment. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott, and this is your right angle with a special tag on the end. So, don't miss the end because otherwise you're going to miss the entire point of this fabulous experiment, which you are a key part of. So, gentlemen, here's uh, here's a story that uh, that we found on uh, Instapundit. You know, we've been doing this for we, when I say we, I mean Americans have been doing this for quite a long time. When when we talk about things like quota systems and and you know and and, and preferential hiring based on skin color and so on, we always try to imagine like what is the ultimate victim. You know, it's like this person is going to be replaced with a you know with a with a Palestinian lesbian you know you know tree hugging. We try to we try to see if we can top that. Well, it turns out that uh, this isn't uh, a game. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, a, uh, at, a, at an X, uh, which we found on Instapundit, which is always a terrific place, uh, talking about the reasonable, uh, recent shooting, and it's from a, uh, from a guy named Oilfield Rando. And, uh, and this is what the guy says, so listen to the description. A radical, transgender, illegal immigrant Bernie supporter with Free Palestine written on their firearm targets Christians and the MSN journals portray Texas gun laws as the problem. Realize where they are and realize who they are. Uh, Steve, I was, I've been pursuing this idea about cyclical history and, and, and the idea that, that the previous existential threats to this country on an 80-year period, the Re American Revolution, the Civil War, and World War II, everybody knew they were coming. These things didn't just drop out the sky. They knew for 10 years before they happened that they were coming. So my theory is looking around and I see what what looks like going to be a problem. And I see lawlessness in the cities. I see a, a generation of, of grown children. And I also see large numbers of military-aged uh, people coming over across the border, young men without their families. And this kind of thing could become a lot more common. So when I was asked about this, Somebody said, well, what do we do about that? And, and my answer was, I suspect a lot more of us are going to be carrying guns. And I think that's going to be a, a lot more fashionable uh, than it has been recently. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, another friend of mine just got her concealed carry permit, and congratulations. Way to go, Allie. She studied hard for the test. She did well at her shooting, and she's now a licensed carry firearm in the state of California, or Colorado. Oh, thank God I'm not in California anymore. It's been, it'll be 30 years in, in June since I love California. Uh, yeah, my wife and I, we got our permits uh, several years ago. It's, it's, it's actually pretty easy. It's, it's not expensive. I wish we were constitutional carry. And I think we would be had Democrats not seized control of my state. And now we are fighting a constant rear guard action to keep uh, what gun rights we have. And uh, frankly, we're, we're not doing so well. You know, we've got the stupid magazine limits. Uh, we've, we just got a three-day waiting period. All, all of that stuff is coming to Colorado. So uh, eh, I don't know. We might be retiring to Texas and a lot sooner than I thought. We'll see but, what happens. But do you think that most people, are, if, if it turns out that all of these... Um, criminal elements, and I'm not talking about the, the refugees that are coming through the border, sure. right? But I am talking about significant, t tens of thousands of, of, of gang members, militants, you know, potential shooters, pot essentially an, an internal army, a sabotage army inside the country. Do you think that more people 
will start to gravitate towards the position that conservatives are already in regarding gun gun use? Uh, well, I think more people will. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to go nationally for the Democrats. I think uh, your your next door neighbor who who votes Democrat uh, very well might change his or her mind. Uh, the the national party, I think, is is just too wedded in to taking people's guns away because that creates more victims and victimhood is how Democrats gain more money and, and power from the population. This, this, this serves their interests. And I think it's one of the reasons why uh, in my segment this week, I said that Biden helped create the border crisis on purpose. It's not that he can't manage it. It's that it serves his purposes. It serves his party's purposes. Um, we're going to see changes that we cannot predict. You know, when I started the Vodka Punta blog, 22 years ago last month, believe it or not, it was January 2022. One of my big issues that I wrote about a lot was media bias. And media bias was fairly easy to combat, particularly in the early days of the blogosphere when, you know, one guy in his pajamas in his basement, that was me, except I wasn't in my pajamas, I, I like to get dressed every day, uh, could go toe-to-toe with the New York Times. Yeah. And it, 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 it was a big deal back then. We lost the blogosphere and we moved to social media where algorithms squelch free speech uh you can't go toe-to-toe with facebook because (laughs) the only way to do that is on facebook and guess what they will squelch you they will silence you if necessary they will suspend your account without uh without giving you a good reason so what i thought was the big danger well what was the big danger 20 years ago is no longer the big danger and it was a it, it was uh it was like Hemingway's quote about bankruptcy. It, 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 it came two ways, gradually and then suddenly. And that's what we've seen on the censorship front in this country. I mean, censorship was the one thing that uh, we all agreed on. Political speech was, was supposed to be sacred, and that, that's no longer the case. So, Bill, we are in another one of these gradually and then suddenly situations. Yeah, I agree. And... I don't know where it ends up. Nobody knows where it ends up. What I do know is that uh, if this is by, uh, let's say, by communist design, because we do talk a lot about uh, about the Frankfurt School and the infiltration of our education system, if this is by communist design, then the communist Chinese have gotten their way, and we do live in interesting times. We do. If you're one of those people that are still watching this show, remember you need to stick around to the end because this is an experiment that we're that we're about uh, about to undergo. Scott, back to the gun story for a second, and to the and to this premise that uh, you know more people will probably have to carry the, the the premise being that 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 there are a number large numbers of people in the country who may in in some form or another by some agency or another or just through their own innate you know evilness sort of activate and we'll see a lot a much a significant increase in the number of these things. When you talk about the solution like, well, people carrying guns, liberals say, I don't want to live in a world where everybody's carrying a gun. And you know what? I don't either, actually. I'd prefer not to. But it has occurred to me that this really is the only time in human history, really, for the last 50 years, when the idea that you should not be prepared to defend your own life was not something that you didn't think about. I mean, there, there's never been a time in, 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 the, in the history of the species, forget about written history, where the idea the preparation and the responsibility for protecting yourself and your family didn't exist. This is a completely modern idea, though. I shouldn't have to carry a gun or whatever to prepare to defend my family. That's society's job. That's the police job. I don't want to live in a world where everybody's got a gun strapped to their 
to their belt because of the ambient level of violence. But at the same time, I realize the argument that, that this is a job for somebody else is a result of a very, very, very small, strange, and, and uh, outlying bubble of um, the human experience. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And historically, what we're talking about now would have, would have been laughable to most of our predecessors, uh, certainly in uh, these little colonies that became the United States of America. Um, the idea that somehow it's the police's job. The police don't protect you. The police come after something's happened and, and try to investigate it and pick up the pieces. Um, the police are not going to prevent uh, harm coming to your family in 99% of the cases, except by sheer luck when they, you know, there were two mm -hmm. off-duty police officers who happened to be at the Lakewood Church when this shooter came in, and it was their quick thinking uh, that put down the shooter. And so, you know, thank goodness for that, but uh, there were hundreds of people in that building who might otherwise uh, have fallen victim uh, to this well-armed shooter. Um, this is, and to me, this isn't so much a shooting story as it is a story about a, a, a person who was severely mentally ill. Um, when you hear the quotes from the, the former mother-in-law who says, the moment she heard that there was a shooter at the church, she immediately thought of her former daughter-in-law. Oh, wow. Like, like that, was, that was who came to mind immediately. Like, oh, she's, she's like, do something like that. She's schizophrenic. She may have been diagnosed with something called uh, Munchausen by proxy, which is a kind of attention-seeking behavior engaged in by a caregiver. Um, so there, there are all, there's this whole mix of problems going on here. Um, and I think... For the well-meaning people who say, I don't want to live in a society where everybody has to arm themselves, in their minds, they're thinking, well, it's, you know, we don't, we don't live in a world of, uh, of isolated chaos. We live in a world of total chaos, and so the police need to protect us. Normal people, of whom I'm one, thinks, no, we actually live in a world of isolated chaos. We live in a world of right. isolated chaos where the distribution channels for moments of chaos have expanded so rapidly that we get the sense that we live in a, in a world of general, general chaos. We actually live in, a, in an existence of general grace. It is phenomenal that things are so peaceful as they are, That's right. it is it is unbelievable. I, I literally think of this when I'm driving down the road. That little bit of paint on the road is all that stands between me and a guy traveling at my speed coming in the opposite direction. And yet Oblivion, we, yeah. we both respect it, you know? Like, yeah. um, and uh, even though I here in Texas am surrounded by people who are armed to the teeth, I have no fear. It's not that something chaotic could never happen, and certainly something did at the Allen Premium Outlets a year or so ago when that shooter came in there. But again, these are, these are isolated moments for which you should be prepared. Now, for me, years ago, it was the Virginia Tech shooting where I read yeah. the stories of people cowering in classrooms, trying to jam furniture up against desks, and I thought to myself, I do not want to spend my final moments on this earth cowering under a table, nor do I ever want to be in a position where I am unable to help the people around me who are cowering under a table. At the very least, one should be prepared in case of occasional chaos. And, and I think that's going to make sense to a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to say, yeah, this may be your Virginia Tech moment, for want of a better term, as I had the Virginia Tech moment, where I said, you know what, never again. 
Um, I, I'm never going to be in that position where there's absolutely nothing I can do. I'm going to at least have a resort to meet force with force. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't think it's one of these things where we have to say, hey, everybody go to the gun store and arm up because some you know, crazy Latina is going to walk into your church tomorrow and start shooting the place up. Um, but I think it is reasonable to say there should be some watchmen on the wall who are ready. Well, yes, I think that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, it it's you, you mentioned areas of, of chaos versus areas of grace. None, nobody who walks through South Central L.A. at four o'clock in the morning who looks like me whistling a happy tune would be terribly shocked if I had some kind of a violent encounter there or in the heart of uh, of south side of Chicago or Baltimore or whatever. The reason that these public shootings alarm us so much, it's because the chaos has leaked out of where we know the chaos is and entered our world, and that alarms us, but it's our own fault for having this kind of chaos to continue in these cities in the first place. It's a disgrace. Now to the, now to the social experiment. Um, the social experiment in question has nothing to do with the story we just did. Uh, Two or three weeks ago, we did a story about the truck convoy to Texas, and I am not aware of anything about that story that was different from any of the other right angles that we've done over the course of the years. But that particular story got 50,000 views. When we started doing right angles, we were getting 35 to 40,000 views in the beginning, and then sometimes overnight it would literally get dialed down to 19,000 or whatever. And over the course of many years, I have had beaten into me an idea that I suspect may be in error. And that idea is that the algorithm limits the number of views that we can see. So when this regular old garden variety vanilla right angle did 50,000 views, which is eight or nine times what we normally get, I decided I wanted to test the system. I had thought that the algorithm had put a cap on the number of views, but that is evidence that it had not. So for this episode and this episode only, if you're a regular watcher of, of, uh, of right angle, I am asking you sincerely and, and with a deep sense of interest as well as pride, can you at the end of this be absolutely certain to hit the like button and absolutely certain to go into the comments section and write anything you think at all about, about this episode. I'm not going to put this on everybody every time, but for this episode, you really, if you're watching it, hit the like button, write a comment, and that will give me some data as to whether or not this algorithm can be, if not beaten, then at the very least, minimize and we can get our voices spread out there a little bit wider. Don't forget when I finish talking, like and a comment. Really appreciate it for Steve Green and Scott Ott. I'm Bill Whittle and you can remember to hit the like button and comment because the show is over now.